Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey everybody, welcome into another exciting edition of the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you talking all things Florida Panthers hockey over the course of the next hour. Not just the Florida Panthers, but the President's Trophy winning Florida Panthers. The Panthers finished the regular season 58-18-6. The best record in the National Hockey League for the 2021-22 season. Therefore, the Panthers will have home ice advantage secured all the way through the upcoming Stanley Cup playoffs. The Panthers will be playing the Washington Capitals in the first round of the playoffs. Games 1 and 2 will be at FLA Live Arena. Keep checking FloridaPanthers.com and all the related social media channels for the specific date and time information. All the schedule info, it'll be at FloridaPanthers.com, so keep checking there. Games 1 and 2 will be at FLA Live Arena in Sunrise. There still are some tickets available. Get those as soon as possible. Again, the series will be starting up early in the week. The Panthers and the Washington Capitals for round one. And with the playoffs coming up, we've teamed up with City Furniture to upgrade your game day experience. Enter the City Sweet Stakes for your chance to win a playoff game sweep. Go to floridapanthers.com slash contests to enter. And of course, you want to have the best Panthers gear. FLATeamShop.com is the place to go for your exclusive Panthers license merchandise, including one-of-a-kind game-use gear, hockey-inspired fashion apparel, and much more. Shop now. FLATeamShop.com. Well, coming up on this edition of the Panthers Insider Show, later on in the program, Dan Rosen from NHL.com. He stopped by the Territory Talk podcast this week. We did a little bit of a playoff preview with him a couple of days back. We'll hear a cut from that segment coming up later on in the hour. Coming up next segment, Jameson Olla from FloridaPanthers.com, the Territory Talk podcast. You know him from the second intermission of every Panthers radio broadcast. He's going to stop by. He and I will preview the upcoming series with Washington. We'll talk about what this season as a whole meant, winning the President's Trophy, all the great team and individual accolades. We'll talk about all that coming up in just a little bit. Jameson Olla from FloridaPanthers.com will be stopping by the the show. Of course, the Panthers finished the regular season with the best record in the league, so let's get to something on that. 58-18-6, the Panthers finished with the first President's Trophy in team history. Patrick Hornquist of the Panthers. He's got a couple of Stanley Cup rings in his possession as a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins a few years back. Here's what he had to say before Friday night's season finale, regular season finale, that is. Here's what Patrick Hornquist had to say about what it means to win this President's Trophy. It's obviously it's special. Uh, you ending up uh, being the top of the standing after 82 games. This says a lot about this team, and we've been through a lot, too. A lot of injuries, a lot of ups and downs, and uh, just the resilience of our group and uh, with the new guys coming in here at the deadline too, we has kept going. You don't usually see that when you 
add big pieces to to the teams. It usually take a little while to get used to each other, but they fit right in as as players and as the person they are off the ice too. So I think that's the the big part of our success this year. We we have really fun on the ice and we have fun off the ice too, and we're a tight group. Patrick Hornquist of the Panthers right there, one of the leaders on this team, a guy who's certainly done a good bit of winning over the course of his National Hockey League career, and I know he'd love to have a deep playoff run and a lot more success coming up here with this Panthers group, and they certainly are a Stanley Cup contender heading into the Stanley Cup playoffs, which again, start up early this week, games one and two, the Panthers and the Capitals, it'll be at FLA Live Arena and Sunrise, so you don't want to miss that, keep checking Florida panthers.com follow along at fla panthers on twitter for all the specifics as far as the schedule is concerned the dates times everything like that but again games one and two will be at fla live arena there aren't many tickets available but there still are some get those as soon as possible folks the panthers and the capitals that'll be your first round matchup other first round matchups in the eastern conference you'll have the rangers and the penguins you'll have the bruins and the carolina Hurricanes, and you'll have the Toronto Maple Leafs and the cross-state rival Tampa Bay Lightning. So a lot of compelling matchups in the first round. The Panthers will have Washington. The Panthers go in as the overall top seed. We're going to step aside. We'll come back. Jamison Olive is going to join the show. He and I will preview the upcoming series with Washington. We'll talk all things Panthers coming up on the other side of the break. Folks, we're just getting started. This is the Florida Panthers Insider Show. I'm Doug Plagans, and you're tuned in to the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you. The regular season is in the books. We'll have a special guest stopping by here in just a moment. The President's Trophy winning Florida Panthers. Best record in the National Hockey League. They've secured home ice advantage all the way through the upcoming Stanley Cup playoffs. In mentioning the playoffs, they shift their focus to round one. Games one and two, they'll be played at FLA Live Arena. Keep checking FloridaPanthers.com and all the appropriate social media channels for the latest scheduling information as far as, as, far as the specific dates and times are concerned and folks with the regular season in the books registration for the nhl bracket challenge is now live until may 4th fill out your own brackets compete against friends and family to win panthers themed prizes make your perfect bracket starting saturday that's today folks go to nhl.com slash time to hunt to enter now so starting today you can fill out that bracket go on and check it out and a reminder, folks, it's time to rep the Shield, join the Territory, become a new member now. Territory memberships for next season, they're on sale. Special benefits include pre-sale access to the 2023 NHL All-Star Weekend, priority access to playoff tickets, and much more. Go to floridapanthers.com slash members or call 954-835-PUCK to become a Territory member today. Well, joining us here on this edition of the Panthers Insider Show, as we shift our focus to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now my co-host on the Territory Talk podcast. You know him from FloridaPanthers.com. You know him from the second intermission of every Panthers radio broadcast. Jamison Olive, kind enough to stop by. Well, Jamison, we've been waiting for the playoffs for a long time. Now officially the regular season is in the books. So here we're going to talk a little bit about how things finished. We'll talk a little bit about this upcoming matchup with the Washington Capitals. What stands out for you? Lots to get to, of course. But uh, Jamison, overall, the Panthers did this week secure that President's Trophy. 
something the Panthers franchise has never had before uh, in your mind. And the players have all said they enjoy it. Andrew Burnett said it's a, it's a great uh, feather in the cap for the team, but everybody knows there's uh, bigger things on the horizon. But, uh, but for you, just in speaking to everybody, what have you picked up? What does this mean for uh, the franchise in your mind to get this first president's trophy and something there will certainly be a, a banner for hanging at FLA live arena next season. You mentioned it right there. I think it's just nice to have another banner. Obviously the Panthers, haven't had a ton of success uh, ever since they've been a franchise going back to the early 90s. A couple division championships here and there. They had the best expansion team banner for a while before the Vegas Golden Knights took that. Uh, retired numbers. They got, you know, Bill Torrey. They got Wayne Huizinga. And they just got Roberto Luongo up there. So they just need some extra banners up there. And, of course, the President's Trophy maybe one of the hardest things to win in sports when you think about it, just given how much parity there is in the NHL and the highs and lows of an NHL season to end up being the team that does finish on top of now. I mean, it used to be, you know, a few teams that a couple more teams. And now we're at the point now where it's 32 teams in the NHL. So to be the best out of 32 teams um, is really special. Um, that being said, you really do need to, you know, win in the playoffs to have people really remember it. Cause obviously I could ask you right now who won the president's trophy six years ago, you're probably not going to remember even a, a great hockey net like yourself. Maybe you do, Doug. I don't know. But I, most people don't remember that. Most people don't remember who wins the President's Trophy, unless you're one of those really special teams that wins the President's Trophy and then wins the Stanley Cup like the Red Wings of old uh, did uh, back in the early 2000s. So oh, overall, I think it's a huge accomplishment. I think a lot of people deserve a lot of kudos. Obviously, Bill Zito for building this team, Andrew Burnett for coaching this team, all the players uh, setting all their career-high numbers and buying in and just, you know, given a hundred percent each and every day. Uh, but overall, when I look at the big picture, it's a great accomplishment. It's really awesome. The banner is going to be great. It's something those of us that, you know, lived it and were involved in it are going to remember forever, but you really do have to keep on going for it to become something extra, extra, extra special. And Jameson in going off of that, I think there's one thing that, the president's trophy signifies. And, and you mentioned that I, I did have to go back and refresh my memory a little bit on who <laughs> won some of the recent president's trophies. And I did that. And I think I've already forgotten that list again. So I'm going to have to go refresh my memory uh, again, <laughs> but what we do know is the Panthers are, are now the president's trophy winners currently, but, uh, but Jameson, one thing I think it does signify is a team that was able to have not only a great year and a great talented roster, but it shows a team that was able to be very consistent from start to finish. The 82-game season is a grind. A lot can happen. Uh, a lot of folks might look at the Panthers and think it's a team that didn't have to face a ton of adversity, but there certainly was some adversity, and they overcame it, and they've had some injuries, and uh, you know they've had uh, a lot of come-from-behind wins. There was, uh, there was adversity thrown the Panthers' way, but they were able to overcome it. And would you look at it and say right there, I, I think that's a hallmark trait for this team. They never, they never let any losing skid get out of hand. They were able to just be a pretty consistent team. And even when they were down a few guys at times, they were able to still make it work. Yeah, that's kind of been one of the most ridiculous knocks on the Panthers this season, I think, in terms of a national kind of storyline people are trying to come up with. And that's been the thing for the Panthers this year. They've been so good and so consistent all season long that people kind of ran out of things to say after a while because it every day was the same thing. The Panthers are good. The Panthers are deep. The Panthers are winning games. And at a certain point, it, then it turned into, well, the Panthers are great, but they haven't faced adversity. And the difference there is they faced a ton of adversity. Obviously they lost Barkov for 13 games. They lost Ekblad for the end of the regular season. They had a coaching change, you know, less than 10 games into the season. Um, all these things coming together. And then just the fact that they have, uh, they finished tied for the most come from behind wins in NHL history and a single season. 
they faced adversity. The difference is they just overcame it. They faced it a ton of times. All the multi-goal comebacks, like I said, the guys we got to the lineup, the coaching change, they faced a ton of adversity. They just beat it. And I think people, for some reason, only credit adversity when it beats you down. So for the Panthers, I think that's even more impressive how much adversity they did face and how much they already overcame. And Jameson, Jameson, all of Florida Panthers.com, the Territory Talk podcast here with us. Jameson, looking at uh, the overall body of work, and it's been really impressive what the Panthers were able to do uh, really from March 1st on. And the reason I say from March 1st on is February was the only month the Panthers had a losing record. And it it doesn't really hold the same weight as the other months because remember there was that big gap in the schedule and you know there were a lot of teams playing makeup games the Panthers uh, had uh, the better part of a couple of weeks off there in February they only played seven games in the month of February they finished three four and zero in that month so you can't put a ton of stock in it but from March 1st on the Panthers were flat out dominant and I think something that maybe doesn't get enough talk something that doesn't get enough credit is and maybe some people look at the Panthers strength of schedule down the stretch. I know you and I have talked about it on territory talk. They didn't have the strongest schedule down the stretch by any means. And maybe the last few games, notwithstanding because the Panthers were able to rest some guys and they had a lot of things already locked up. But I thought what was interesting is you look at the last chunk of the season from March 1st on and sure the Panthers had a lot of games against teams like Buffalo and Detroit. And, you know, there was a game against Ottawa in there. And of course you had the game against Anaheim in there, which was a great comeback win that the Panthers had. Uh, They played a lot of teams that maybe weren't playoff bound, but, they were able to avoid getting tripped up. And you look around the rest of the league and a lot of the other great teams around the league, they had some off nights against some teams that maybe they should have beaten. How much credit in your mind goes to the Panthers for being able to, as they say, uh, regardless of who you're playing against and what the other team's record is, you just got to go out and win the games on your schedule. And the Panthers were able to do that really consistently. And for the most part, and this goes along with what we were just talking about in overcoming adversity, but they were able to avoid any kind of, uh, of major letdowns while they were pushing for that top seed. Yeah, they never really looked beyond their opponent, which is something a lot, like you said, a lot of teams sometimes fall victim to. But that's just not the Panthers this year. And another thing about that is I don't think the Panthers ever really got too caught up in their own hype in terms of how other people were lifting them up. And I think that starts with Andrew Burnett. It starts with the leaders like Joe Thornton, Patrick Hornquist, the the vets in that room. They never, after winning, even when they won, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 games in a row, all the different winning streaks they had this season, at no point did they think we've arrived. And now we're just going to cruise to the finish line each and every day, each and every game. They kept giving 100%. And Andrew Burnett mentioned that. I think it was either this morning or the other day where he said, you know, there were times where this team didn't have to give 100% and didn't have to put in the effort they did but they did anyway. And that's just, I think why they've been so consistent is because they're not a team that's really, you know, turned it on and off depending on who the opponent is, or, you know, rested up a little bit that went hard and rested a little bit. The foot's been on the gas all season long. They've been given the same effort all season long, regardless of the opponent. And I think that's, you know, another reason they won the president's trophy and are heading into the playoffs as the top seed in the NHL. So, uh, that's culture, Doug. That's culture more than anything. And that comes from, like I said, Burnett, the veterans. And then once it starts with those guys, it just goes to the other guys. And then it just becomes this self-sustaining thing where everyone's on the same page and everyone has the same belief. Jameis Hall, FloridaPanthers.com with us. And going along those lines, I know you're down there at a lot of the post-game uh, media scrums and things like that, uh, especially at FLA Live Arena. And 
We've heard Andrew Burnett time and time again mentioned, and I'm wondering what you take away from this. He's mentioned it time and time again, which means that it must be a, a theme and something that uh, that reverberates throughout the players as well. But he said that they they know they're a good team, but they want to be great. And I feel like that right there shows that this team has, as you said, they've always they've never looked past the opponent. They've always kept uh, the focus on the task at hand and on that day's work. But at the same time, uh, they know that they can't get caught up in the moment too much because they're all working towards something bigger. Is that what you've taken away from that? And have you noticed that he's mentioned that a few times in, uh, in the, a lot of the post-game availabilities? I think we've heard the term, we've got our eyes on a bigger prize probably a hundred times over the last month. And that's, you know, that's been part of Bruno's job is because us as media members the whole season have just been coming at him saying, things are so great. Talk about how great things are. And he said, yeah, they're great, but, and he's always keeping, you know, things rounded and saying, you know, you know, President's Trophy, great. You know, Atlantic Division, great. All those things are great, but that's not why they're playing the games. It's not why they're out there. It's not their goal. They didn't start the season saying, okay, guys, let's win the Atlantic Division and we're done. They're not even saying, hey, guys, let's win a round or a round or two and we're done. They start the season and saying, you know, we're going to win the Stanley Cup. This is a Stanley Cup caliber team. That's our goal. Let's go get it. So, um, I think they've enjoyed these little milestones and these awards as they've gone along both individually and as a team, but every single guy immediately snaps back after a certain amount of time and immediately gets back in that focus of Stanley cup, Stanley cup, Stanley cup. That's why we're here. Whether you're the veteran guys trying to get one more, whether you're the guys like Huberto and Barkov and X that have been here for, you know, almost a decade or, you know, uh, roughly a decade for each and every guy that are, you know, feel it's finally their time or for the young guys, the hungry guys that are maybe in their second or third season or, or even a rookie like Anton Lundell that just got here and just had nothing but hunger. And I think once again, everyone's on the same page and that's just the calling card of the Panthers, whether it's how they're playing, whether it's on ice, off ice, uh, whether it's in the film room, every single guy is on the same page. Jameson all of Panthers.com here with us. Uh, my co-host on the territory talk podcast. You can hear him a second admission of every Panthers radio broadcast. You can find him on Twitter at Jamison Coop. He's always ready to interact over there on Twitter. Jamison, shifting gears now, we know the playoff matchups in the Eastern Conference. First things first, uh, I'm sure you had a lot of time, like me, to think about the hypotheticals, think about what each matchup might entail. Obviously, we had an inkling it was going to be the the Capitals or the Pittsburgh Penguins as the Panthers opponent for the last, uh, you know, better part of the last couple of weeks. Turns out it's going to be the Washington Capitals. Uh, I guess as soon as you found this out for sure, what were some of the things you thought of? I, I know I thought of the fact that these two teams played three times in the month of November. So it's been a while since they've seen each other. Obviously they have the old Southeast uh, division history going, going way back, but, uh, but also it's a Washington team that I think it's it's not a team that's going to be a slouch, even though they're the second wildcard team. And even though they may have more question marks than a lot of the other teams that got in the playoffs, it's a it's a proud group with a lot of veteran guys, a lot of championship experience. One of the best players to ever play the game and Alex Ovechkin still key guys that are around from that Stanley Cup winning team a few years ago, a veteran head coach. Uh, it's a team that's certainly a, a second wildcard team by title, but uh, not your typical second wildcard team, maybe. And as I mentioned, some question marks, their goaltending, are they starting to age out? You wonder about things like that. They've played a ton of hockey over the years. But as I said, this is not going to be a pushover opponent. What were your takeaways or what were your thoughts as soon as you knew for sure that this was going to be the matchup? 
Yeah, I mean, there were no gimmies in the Eastern Conference, no matter who you were playing. If you're the Panthers, every team in the Eastern Conference has over 100 points. It's not like out in the West where maybe the the team that sneaks in and as a wild card out West is just a push over around one. That's not the case here in the Eastern Conference. Every team's tough. Every team has those guys with pedigree and Stanley Cups and just uh, great careers. And you look at the Capitals in particular, the first thing I think about is, is kind of what you were talking about. How much am I weighing in my head? what I've seen the last month or so here versus what I've seen these guys do in the past. You know, they still have Ovechkin. He's banged up, but you know he's going to play and, you know, be his his regular OB self. You know, they have TJ Oshie, Backstrom, Tom Wilson, all these guys that have done so much with that team in years past and have had good seasons this year, you know, just by themselves. They haven't, like I said, they, they, they have 100-plus points. They've been a good team all year, but they're just not maybe the same powerhouse they used to be. And I think – what I look at most is just kind of maybe the last month. You can't just look at a team's stats for a whole season because no team is the same throughout an entire season, except maybe the Panthers, like I said, because they've been so consistent. But you look at just the last month here, and the Panthers, um, the better team by far in a lot of different metrics. And all season long, the Panthers have been a better five-on-five team. They've been you know, a much better five-on-five team here throughout the month of April. A key stat I'm looking at, Panthers on the power play, 30, 30.4%. In April, whereas the Capitals, which are usually so good, 15.7%. Like I said, Obi's been a little banged up, so maybe that has something to do with that. Face-offs, the Panthers are a better face-off team, and the Panthers aren't even a, a very strong face-off team. Obviously, they're a lot better since Claude Giroux got here, but for the Panthers to be better than the Caps that department, I think that's big. That's going to factor in a lot in the possession game. So overall, I think the Panthers are a bit healthier. I think they're obviously much deeper. I think they're better at five-on-five, five. recently better on the power play. If I'm putting the boxes next to each other, there's a lot more boxes checked for the Panthers and the Capitals heading to this matchup, but it's the playoffs. Do those boxes even matter when it comes to the playoffs and you start having guys like Ovi turn it on and kind of, you know, put in, put in their playoff mode that we've seen before. So on paper, Panthers look far and away the better team here, but it's the playoffs. So who knows? Yeah. As we said all along, every team that was set to make the playoffs in the Eastern conference went out and made a move to improve themselves at the deadline. And all eight of these teams are not satisfied just by making the playoffs. Every single one of them has aspirations to move on beyond that. The Panthers, the team that had the better year overall, the team that looks more dangerous heading into the playoffs. But uh, again, there are no pushover matchups here. As we go into the Stanley cup playoffs, Jamison, all Florida Panthers.com here with us. Uh, any other matchups that you find? I think they all are, are pretty compelling. You go across the board, but uh If folks are going to get to see the Panthers and the Lightning meet in the playoffs again, the Lightning going to have to get by the Leafs. Do you have an inkling either way on that series, Jamison Olive? Uh, Looking at Tampa Bay, Toronto, I Tampa, obviously not the same team they were the past two years in terms of just depth and in terms of maybe that, that scary factor they've had the last couple of years, but regardless, they still have Stamkos is probably the hottest player in the NHL right now, heading to the playoffs. Steven Stamkos just filling up the back of the net, piling up the points. So maybe the guy you want most on your team right now, outside of any one of the Panthers, if I was drafting a team, it'd be Steven Stamkos. But Austin Matthews, Toronto, finally trying to win around, finally trying to make some noise. That being said, you, you got to be the, if you want to be the champs, you got to take out the champs, like mm-hmm. they always say. So I still would maybe take Tampa Bay over Toronto in that first round, just because Toronto has that weight of not winning a first round in so long that it's impossible to shut that out. They're going to feel it, especially if they go down a game or two in that series, it's only going to get bigger. That weight's going to get heavier. Whereas Tampa at this point, back-to-back cup champs, I feel like they kind of have house money here. I feel like the expectations are they've already won enough. We'll see what they do, but we're not going to, you know, hold it, hold it to them against them if they don't win. So that's a great series. But I think another series I'm really interested in is Pittsburgh Rangers 
only for the fact that I feel like both those teams have a chance to to get hot. Obviously, Sidney Crosby on the Penguins, the Penguins missing Tristan Jari. That's going to hurt. But the Rangers are kind of the ultimate wild card team in the East, I think, just given the fact that, you know, yes, they have Kreider and Panarin and Zabinajad and, you know, some really good scorers. But Jesterkin just has that kind of feeling of a goaltender that can carry a team on a really deep run of the playoffs. So I'm sure just to see how Shesterkin looks in that first round and if he maybe is going to be that guy. And the thing with the Rangers that makes them so dangerous, you mentioned Shesterkin, but, and you also mentioned Jameson, a key point when you size up a playoff opponent, you can't necessarily look back at the full 82 game body of work because a lot of things change from October and November to now. That's why you look at the Panthers and the Capitals season series. All three of those games were played back in November. You really can't take too much from those. Yeah. And and look at and and try to uh, draw correlations into what's going on now, but you look at the New York Rangers and what they did at the trade deadline, they addressed any need they could have had at that point in time, including secondary scoring, which was, Their biggest issue, I think, going into the trade deadline, they were relying a lot on their top line and their power play, and they went out and added Andrew Kopp, obviously, and they they added uh, Justin Braun to the back end, and they obviously made a trade with the Panthers and picked up uh, Frank Vetrano, who they've been able to plug in. So, uh, you know, they've been able to address a lot of their needs, and and that's a team that a lot of folks are viewing as dangerous. And, and again, you mentioned the X factor, Shesterkin, a, a goaltender can take a team as all the way to the end. We've seen it happen before. So that makes it, uh, that makes them a very dangerous opponent. You know, getting back to what you're saying about the lightning and the Leafs as well. Andre Vasilevsky, I know he's played, he like his lightning teammates. He's played a ton of hockey in the last couple of seasons, both seasons that were played on unconventional calendars. So you wonder if fatigue is going to set in, but, and he has looked human at times recently down the stretch, but, Goaltending at times, the biggest question mark that Toronto has, but it's also maybe the biggest point of the biggest strength that Tampa Bay has. And they've got a lot of strengths. Uh, and for that reason alone, uh, it's 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 going to be a tall order for the Toronto Maple Leafs in uh, round one. But two very good hockey teams that can certainly score with the best of them. We'll see how things play out as far as that's concerned. Jameson Olive, FloridaPanthers.com, kind enough to take out some time for us as we get set to begin the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, Jamison, no Panthers hockey today or tomorrow. As I've been telling everybody out there, keep checking FloridaPanthers.com and all the appropriate social media handles for uh, the scheduling information as far as the specifics are concerned. At Jamison Coop, certainly one of those appropriate social media handles. But, uh, Jamison, I guess uh, just your excitement level in closing as uh, we venture into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, I know we've been looking forward to this for a long time because the Panthers, they've known for a long time. It wasn't if they're going to the playoffs. It's when they're going to the playoffs. When is now? And uh, I guess if you had to give one sales pitch to somebody out there who maybe hasn't picked up their playoff tickets yet, what would you tell them? Because from what I understand, there are still a few out there. And I've been telling everybody, if you're still thinking about it, you thought about it too long. Yeah, all I would say is hurry up because there's not a lot of tickets left. Yeah. Uh, the, I, they don't really need my help selling the tickets this year uh, with, with this matchup. And I think a lot of that has to do with just how exciting the playoffs were last year against the Lightning. That was a hot ticket. That was really exciting. And the fact that this wasn't a sudden, you know, the Panthers had a great last month of the season and suddenly they're sneaking into the playoffs. Hey, come check them out. 
the Panthers have been, you know, booked for the playoffs since October. So I think fans have obviously, you know, been waiting for this. It's been building up all season long, even, you know, middle of the season. It's been fun. It's been a great ride, but everyone's been hoping the Panthers would kind of speed up a bit and just get to the playoffs here for the past couple of months with how good this team has looked. So it's going to be exciting. You've seen how the the Panthers play at home. They were the best team in the league at home this season. They're going to open the playoffs at home. They have the home ice advantage throughout the entire playoffs. FLA Live Arena is going to be an absolute madhouse. I can't wait to see it both for the new fans that are just hopping on for the old fans that have been there since 1993. Everyone's going to enjoy it equally. It's going to be a great time. And I think for me, what I'm most excited for and what I'm going to be watching, obviously, like you said, the Panthers off today on Saturday, but they're getting back to practice on Sunday to get ready for the Capitals. We're all in Aaron Eckblad watch now because the moment he gets back in the lineup, whether it's in game one, two, three, four, whenever he gets back in the lineup, it's going to be a huge boost for the Panthers. And that's when this team is finally going to be hundred percent complete and just, at its maximum heading into the playoffs. So I'm really excited for that. And yeah, just excited for the playoffs to get going, Doug. Like you said, you and I have both been around this team for a long time. We've seen, you know, some, some spurts here and there. But we've never never seen a season like this. We've never seen a team like this. And we've never seen a team playing at this level heading into the playoffs. Jameson all FloridaPanthers.com. Kind enough to stop by today. We thank you very much for joining us here on the Panthers Insider Show. Uh, Jameson, thank you very much for your time. And we will see you at game one. I'll see you there, Doug. Jamison Olive, FloridaPanthers.com, kind enough to take out some time for us. Speaking of Jamison Olive, uh, he and I had a chance to chat with NHL.com's Dan Rosen uh, earlier this week on the Territory Talk podcast. We'll hear a cut from that segment coming up on the other side of the break. This is the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you. You're listening to the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you. Big thanks, Jamison Olive, for stopping by last segment. You know him from the second intermission of every Panthers radio broadcast. You know him from FloridaPanthers.com. You know him from the Territory Talk podcast, which you can find at FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to go to Florida FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk. Check out all the past episodes as well. Speaking of Territory Talk, we'll have a cut from the most recent episode coming up here in just a moment. Back on Wednesday, Dan Rosen from NHL.com joined me and Jameson on Territory Talk. A little bit of a playoff preview, some thoughts from uh, all over the NHL. So we'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. A cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast. And again, if you like what you hear, the whole episode and and more available at FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk. The Panthers, of course, shifting their focus now to the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They will be taking on the Washington Capitals. Keep checking FloridaPanthers.com and all the related social media channels at FLA Panthers on Twitter. Make sure you're following along for all the scheduling information, the specific dates and times for the first round series coming up against the Washington Capitals. Games 1 and 2 will be at FLA Live Arena in Sunrise. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. There still are some available. Get on those quickly, folks. And again, FloridaPanthers.com, at FLA Panthers on Twitter. Keep following along for all the -the up-to-the-date scheduling information as far as the dates and times are concerned. We'll have 
all that there for you. Again, uh, keep checking there for the latest info. And when you come out to see the Panthers here in the first round of the playoffs, you want to make sure you have the best Panthers gear. Go to flateamshop.com for your exclusive Panthers licensed merchandise, including one-of-a-kind game-used gear, hockey-inspired fashion apparel, and much more. Shop now at flateamshop.com. Well, Dan Rosen from NHL.com, kind enough to take some time out for Jameson Olive and me on this week's edition of the Territory Talk podcast. And, well, the first thing he's going to talk about here is which Panther surprised him the most, which Panther caught his attention the most this season in this banner regular season the Panthers put up, of course, with the President's Trophy. So many great team and individual accolades. Here's Dan Rosen from NHL.com talking about a Panther that really caught his attention. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, you got you Barkov and Huberdeau are looking great, but, but I, I look at a guy, you know, first off, you know, Anthony DeClaire getting 31 goals right now, but, but the one I really look at is, is Sam Reinhart because I think we all knew that Sam Reinhart was a good player. Um, even through those years in Buffalo, we were like, okay, you know, this guy, this guy's a good player, but you know, is he ever going to reach that potential? He had a season where he got up to 60 some odd points, uh, but he was really right in between that 40 and 50 mark. And now he's at 80 uh, and he's above 30 goals and he's almost at 50 assists. And he's the one to me that's really stood out as having that big time career year. Um, that maybe, uh, like, I didn't know that Sam Reinhardt was an 80-point player. You know, I didn't think he was, I didn't know that he was a point-per-game player. 60 would be a career year for him. He's got 80. Um, so, and and he's playing, he's not even playing, what, 18, 19 minutes a night. He's, he's still in that 17-minute range, I believe. And so I, I look at him and I think that that guy right there has been, a, you know, the Panthers have greatly benefited from having Sam Reinhardt, and he has greatly benefited from being with this team, especially the way they can skate and move the puck and score. And you mentioned that, Dan. Is it just a product of the winning environment and being around a lot of skilled players? You talk about where Sam Reinhardt's game has taken off, but going back to last season, Sam Bennett arrives, his game takes mm-hmm. off, kind of a, a nice change of scenery for him after a long time in Calgary and not really getting that defined role. And then you just look at other players, talented guys who've had success elsewhere, but they come in, whether it's a, a guy like Brandon Montour or a guy like Gus Forsling or a guy like Carter Verhage, you go right down the list. Everybody that's jumped in, you mentioned Anthony Duclair, everybody that's jumped in here has been able to make an impact and thrive. Is there anything about the situation overall that you look to that lends itself to that? Or is it just a matter of jumping into a winning environment with a lot of talented players and that's going to allow a guy's game to take off? Well, I think it's a little bit of a combination of that, but I, like, I think it starts with the fact that these guys you mentioned here are all good players. You know, I mean, like Montour's a good player, Reinhardt's a good player, Duclair, we know the talent he's got, and we've seen it in the past, and Bennett, we know how good he's been, and highly touted coming into the league, all of these guys, and, and good players, so they, you, you kind of hope through the course of their careers that they would find it, and that they've all kind of found it together really lends itself to me to believe that it, it, it's a great environment. You know, the culture is good. The winning environment is strong. Um, you know, the guys are holding themselves accountable. Uh, all of those cliches that you hear, it, it's kind of all coming true. And it, it comes from the leadership there. Like, it comes from Ekblad, you know, Barkov, Huberto, guys who have been through it in the bad years there. You guys know about, you know, who, who struggled with the, you know, as expectations grew and they struggled big time. To, to kind of handle those expectations and to stay healthy at times too. And now, you know, to stay leaders through this, I think has been a big deal. And then you bring in, 
these we'll call them secondary guys because they're just you know they don't have, carry the same weight as a Barkov, a Huberto, or an Ekblad, you know. But Orion Hart, Duclair, Verhage, Bennett, you know, Mason Marchman, Lindell is another one. Um, Mackenzie Weger, who's uh, maybe we'll put him in the top part of that because he's been there a while. You know, all of these guys have come in as secondary guys and they've really thrived in that role. Uh, and it's allowed for that a winning environment, I think, to really form there in, in you know, in Florida. And they, they can, they play fun hockey, man. You know, like they play a ton, they score a lot of goals. It's fun to play for this team if you're a good offensive player because you know you're going to get opportunities to score. It's, they let the offense go. It's, it's a fun team to watch and it's got to be a fun team to play for. So why wouldn't, the environment be good if everyone's having a good time doing it. Dan Rosen, NHL.com here with us. And Dan, going off of that, should we get the privilege again of seeing the Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning in a Stanley Cup playoff mm-hmm. series? I know last year everybody really loved watching that. That was the general consensus, it seemed like, across the entire hockey world. How much, Dan, would you like to see, whether it's uh, the second round, third round, wherever it is, how much would you like to see those two teams go head-to-head again? Well, I would love it just simply because it, it's definitely a rivalry that's now formed there. And meeting in the playoffs, you needed that for this rivalry, for this Sunshine State rivalry to, to really be legit. And so they did. And they had a great playoff series. It was a lot of fun, a lot of gold back and forth, obviously. And then the better team won. The team that knows how to win in the playoffs won. I'm curious to see if the Florida Panthers can take the lessons from that. And then if they were to meet up again, it would be in the second round, more than likely. And so now you'd be talking about a Florida Panthers team that's gotten the experience of winning a round and is feeling good about itself, you'd think. And all of a sudden, it's different. It's not, oh, my goodness, we're facing the defending Stanley Cup chance or two-time defending Stanley Cup chance. It's, hey, we just won a round in the playoffs against the team that recently won the Stanley Cup because it will be a team that recently won the Stanley Cup that they will play. And we should feel good about that. We should be like, all right, now we got this now. And that's where the Panthers should be at if it were to get there. Um, long way to go, obviously, and, and Tampa's got to prove it. And Tampa's got to prove it again this year, and they got to probably going to face Toronto, and it's a tough opponent, no question, who's got a lot to prove themselves. But it would be a fascinating series because it wouldn't be a first-round series. It would be a second-round series this time with both teams coming in with a little bit of uh, swagger, right, you'd expect. And Dan, of course, we're also going to get your thoughts on the the, the greater playoff picture, uh, maybe some thoughts heading into the playoffs here as they get underway next week. But before we do, one last Panthers-centric question here, and it's one we always like to ask around this time of the year when we get our experts on like yourself, and that is the Panthers will win the Stanley Cup if. What has to happen for these guys? Because obviously, like you said, nothing's perfect right now, so what has to happen for these guys to make a deep run? If Sergey Bobrovsky is great, it comes down to goaltending. You know, and if it's not Bob, it's Spencer Knight. But if it's Spencer Knight, it means it's a slow start for Bob, and then you're in trouble. The goaltending has to be great, right? I mean, we look at it. They have the depth. They can score, okay? Are they going to be able to score four or five a game in the playoffs? No, I I don't think so. They have to be able to know how to win a three-to-two game. Uh, And to to win a three-to-two game, your skaters have to be efficient. They have to forecheck well. You have to defend well. And your goalie has to be great. And that, to me, they won't win if he's not. They have a really good chance if he is. 
Dan Rosen here with us. Dan, we talked about the Panthers there, obviously, and you mentioned that uh, you know a lot of folks be on the Panthers and and whether or not they can you know get over that hump and get uh, get a series victory. Uh, Toronto may be in the same boat, a team that a lot of folks have watched over the years and a team that you know still needs to prove itself in the playoffs. There are some other teams across the league that fit that mold. Uh, what are some other playoff storylines that maybe have your attention as we uh, start to turn the page into the Stanley Cup playoffs? Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, obviously, Toronto has been since 04, since they won a playoff series. Um, you know, and, and it's time to do it. And, and similarly with Edmonton, it hasn't been as long, obviously, with Edmonton. But you know, a lot of star power there are guys who are faces of the league right now, and it's time to put up a shot up at the time that it really matters. And that's Matthews and Marner, and, you know, it's McDavid and Drysdale. Like, can these guys get it done when it matters most? Or is it going to be same old, same old with both? And, you know... So that's definitely two storylines to watch there. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche, I believe, that I think no team has more pressure on it than the Toronto Maple Leafs because they're the Toronto Maple Leafs and they haven't won in forever. But the Colorado Avalanche have been around for a while now, hanging around, right? Gotten in the second round three straight years, haven't gotten past it. The team is only going to be able to knock on the door so much. Eventually, you got to knock through it. And Washington did that where they knocked on it for a while. Knocked through it eventually. Pittsburgh, you know, they knocked through it early. Then it was a while, and they got it back. Tampa Bay did it uh, as well. And Colorado, could they be that team that does it now? Similar with Carolina, another one that's been hanging around for a while. Very good team. Hasn't gotten over that hump, right? They got to the Eastern Conference Final a couple years ago, didn't win a game. Um, So they're a fascinating team to watch, too. And then the other one, to me, is the New York Rangers, right? I mean, they're... Some people would say they're ahead of the game from where they were, you know, from a rebuild, but they've been terrific. They have arguably the best goalie going right now. Um, lots of offensive ammunition there. They've been very strong defensively in the last, you know, month to month and a half since the trade deadline. They probably had the best trade deadline of any team, maybe Florida notwithstanding. Um, and where can they go? How far can they go with limited playoff experience together? Uh, but obviously a lot of, you know, positivity, you know, of what they've been able to do this season. So there's a lot of different storylines there. Um, certainly watch it. it it's, it's always interesting. It's always going to be fascinating, but you got to have some teams here who've got a lot to prove. And there's also the goalie question. You know, I would say there's maybe six or seven teams going into the playoffs out of the 16 who really feel good about their goaltending. So, is one of those teams that doesn't feel great about their goaltending and have their goalie step up and drive them all the way through. And Dan, last one for me, like you said, we're heading into the best time of the year, but before we do, I want to look back here for a minute. Um, you of course have your own podcast, uh, NHL at the rank. That's at the rink on Twitter, uh, co-hosted by Sean Rourke, friend of the program. We've had him on a couple times. I just want to ask you do so many interviews with so many people from around the NHL looking back at the regular season. Do you have one maybe favorite interview you guys did this year on your podcast? Oh, on the oh my goodness, um, that's a great question. I have to think back to all these. You know, I, we <laughs> it's a weekly podcast. There's lots of episodes. Yeah, it's a lots of episodes. I will say though, um, we re, it's a recency bias. Maybe we recently had Rod Brindamore from the Carolina Hurricanes on, and I always I always enjoy talking to Rod Brindamore. He brings that player perspective and the coach perspective. He's honest. He's forthcoming. He'll tell it like it is. Um, and, and he, he sees the whole league. So I, I, I go back to that interview in particular. I, I really enjoyed that one um, from a guy on the bench or, or on the ice perspective. 
Um, but, uh, you know, we've had a lot. There's no question about it. But that, but that one, and then there was another one we did in person with uh, Jeremy Swayman. Usually we're doing them on Zoom. Uh, but we were, Jeremy Swayman came, we were at the NHL office in New York. Boston was in town. Jeremy Swayman was uh, coming into the office, and we were able to sit down with him in the NHL office and do a podcast. And it was the first time I ever met him. Uh, confidence just oozes from that guy. So I would actually wouldn't be surprised you know, basically based on what I learned from him that day, um, if he helps the Boston Bruins, you know, do some damage in the playoffs, it's going to be interesting to see. But he he was real fascinating, just how, you know, a guy kind of coming out of nowhere, yet he's just, like, I mean, like I said, confidence was just oozing out of him, and it showed in that interview. And it was a lot of fun to, to sit down and talk with him, too. Yeah, Boston's had a really nice second half, and it seems like it's kind of gone, uh, you know, directly correlated with uh, Jeremy Swayman really having a, a nice second half as well. Dan yeah. Rosen here with us, and uh, Dan, last thing from me, uh, maybe this is putting you on the spot. Maybe this is something that you can't reveal yet because the folks might have to find it at NHL.com coming up soon. <laughs> but uh, Stanley Cup Finals matchup, all things considered, right now, what are you leaning toward? Oh man. That's a hard one right now because you don't know the matchups fully in the first round even. And it's so, like, you know, like, it's so difficult because, like, I could see any team in the Eastern Conference do it, you know. I really could. So, put me on a spot right here, I would say Carolina versus Calgary. Two Cs. Teams that start with Cs, a theme. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Dan Rose at NHL.com. Hey, Dan, tell all the folks out there where uh, where they can find you, of course. Yeah, obviously on NHL.com um, and on Twitter at DRosenNHL. And definitely uh, listen listen to this podcast, but also listen to our podcast, NHL at the Rink. And, and you said it before, at the Rink on Twitter. Dan Rosen, NHL.com, friend of the program, kind enough to stop by. We have a pretty good idea of where we are in the uh, hockey calendar right now, so we don't need to ask you for any clarification. I know that's something we always go to you for, uh, and we have been for quite some time. But uh, right now it is still this season. Next season has not started yet when it does. That's we'll call correct. that this season. But uh, Dan, but as always, correct. yes, regardless of the time of the year, Dan, uh, thanks for stopping by. Great to have you, and, uh, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Big thanks to Dan Rosen from NHL.com for stopping by the Territory Talk podcast this week. Again, you can find new episodes of Territory Talk each and every week wherever you find your favorite podcasts or by going to floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk. That's all we've got for you this week on the Panthers Insider Show. Thanks to Dan Rosen for stopping by the Territory Talk podcast this week. Thanks to Jameson Olive from floridapanthers.com for joining us last segment as we talked about the regular season that was and previewed the upcoming playoff match. The Panthers will be taking on the Washington Capitals again. Keep checking FloridaPanthers.com. Follow along at FLA Panthers on Twitter for all the latest scheduling information as it pertains to the first round of the upcoming Stanley Cup playoffs. Folks, thanks again for being on board with us. We'll talk to you for Game 1 coming up early this week. I'm Doug Plagans. This has been the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 